Hey folks, greetings from the Offensive Security Group here at Secure IT 360, coming at you with a new episode of the Cyber Threat Perspective. You've got myself, Brad, uh, and Mr. Darius here from the Offensive Security team. And today we are going to talk about bug bounties. I think we both have a pretty uh, opinionated position on bug bounties. We both feel passionate about it one way or the other. And so we're going to kind of air that dirty laundry out with you guys today. But before we get into it, uh, if you like what you see here, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. The most important thing you can do for us is share the podcast with a friend or a colleague and help spread the word about what we're trying to do. And that's really just talk about InfoSec. So uh, Darius, bug bounties, yes. man. What are they? Why do we care, et cetera? Like, let's get the primer going on what, what's going on with them. So, yeah. So um, for those who don't know, when you have your traditional pen test, right, you basically, you contract a firm, you say, hey, I want you to kind of beat up on our systems a little bit, see what you can find, deliver a report. Uh, and it's kind of this, this all-encompassing package. Um, with bug bounties, you're kind of taking a different approach. So you're trying, ultimately, at the end of the day, you're trying to solve the problem of, hey, I'm trying to find vulnerabilities that can be exploited within my application, right? Um, but with bug bounties, you're taking more of a kind of an open source approach to doing that. So yeah. instead instead of you contracting a specific firm, you basically say to the world, hey, everybody, um, if I have this program, anybody, you know, sometimes they put restrictions around it, but, you know, ultimately, you know, hey, anybody can attempt it. And if you find a vulnerability and bug, write it up for me. Um, and generally, it's not as formal as a full-on report, but, you know, hey, find a bug, report it to me. We'll assess to see if it's uh, true or not. And if so, you know, here's some money. Sure. And so um, it's, 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 kind of, it's really interesting because you get a lot of, you know, you can, in theory, get more eyes on your application. I think even I'm going to look at it from a flip side of not just the company, but from a pen tester or just an individual perspective, um, bug bounties are a great way to make money. Uh, I'm going to put an asterisk next to that, though, because there's some some further things with that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the kind of the main difference between the two, between a traditional pen test versus a bug yep. bounty. Yep, I agree. I agree. You're kind of like it's almost like crowdsourcing, you know, finding AppSec vulnerabilities. And I say AppSec because that's the most common way I think to do bug bounties is web, mobile, API stuff like that. Um, and and I think you know let let's do the pros first. Let's talk about why they're valuable, what makes them cool, you know, kind of why they're hot. Um, and, and so I've got three listed here. We'll kind of take each one and tear it apart a little bit. You know, my um, the, the cost effectiveness, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of this comes down to money. Um, but, yeah, uh, cost effectiveness and resource preservation, kind of rolling those into one. So from a cost effectiveness perspective, we kind of have to analyze how bug bounties work. Right. Like how the payout and, and, and process is. And so basically, if I'm a, I, I as a company want to set up a bug bounty. Um, let's say I have an API and my API does grocery store stuff, right? And so I would go to um, a bug bounty firm, a company, and I would register my application. And then I would stand up an environment and that environment would be dedicated, hopefully. I would set it, so that, that environment would be dedicated to that bug bounty. Um, and, and then people from all over the world will come and register to be a, a bounty hunter, basically. And then they would effectively go request you know, permission to work on the project. And then, you know, they would start beating up on the application, right? Could be two people, could be 200,000 people. Um, now, what's cool about that is aside from maybe some minor upfront fees for getting the application set up and registered within the bug bounty system, you don't pay unless they find something. Yep. 
So that's kind of cool, right? Like from from my you know uh, from the perspective of of cost savings, I like that, you know, because if nobody ever finds a bug in my app, then I never spend a dime. Um, so so there's some value there, and and you know you kind of set the cost of those, um, you know, kind of going into it. And so the other thing that's kind of cool is you don't necessarily have to um, do anything. Yeah. Right. That's the value of it is you're letting everybody else do the work. Yeah. And it definitely depends on how you set it up. So you can definitely right. go through, I know there are a couple of popular third party bug bounty servers. I know there's Hacker mm-hmm. One, there's uh, Synac. Um, yep. And if you're a, a small, a medium, a small firm, that's probably your best, but your best bet if you want to go the bug bounty route. Um, but you know, you also have larger firms or some firms that you know they will have their own internal yeah. bug bounty program. I mean, you hear, mm-hmm. you know, your Microsofts, your Googles. Uh, your Teslas, right? Like they have their own program, all internal uh, that they manage. So there's definitely a different, you know, different ways you can go about it. Yeah, I agree. And and actually, you're right. I didn't I didn't even think about talking about those. You know, if you have the 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 resources to stand that up and manage the program, yeah, man, you're right. You can do it on your own, and then it literally costs you nothing other than time. Mm-hmm. So um, another you know benefit, and I think this is probably where most people would say bug bounty shine is we are crowdsourcing, right? And and you get, you know, dozens or hundreds potentially of different perspectives on your application security. And so, you know, for example, I might be a whiz bang at SQL injection and you might be a whiz bang at, you know, direct object access um, or insecure direct object access. And then, and then, you know, you go and you find those vulnerabilities and I go and I find vulnerabilities that I'm skilled with. So you do get the value of having a lot of eyes and a lot of really smart people potentially looking for that. And they're motivated because they only get paid if they find something. So, um, you know, theoretically you've got a pile of hackers looking at your stuff and they should find things. So, um, you know, I think there's value there. I, I 100%. Really yeah. No, I, yes, I, I agree. Um, I think once again, there's an asterisk, but I'll hold on to it until we get to the, to the cons, but overall, yes, hundred percent. That's a huge, Huge value. I mean, you're you're getting experts to look at your app, while also you know not having to pay unless they find something like that's 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 a huge benefit. I can't deny that. Yep, and that and that actually kind of rolls into the the third and final kind of pro or benefit of the bug bounty systems, which I think is really a summary of the first two. Um, and and it's that, that there's a measurable return on investment, and what that means is. I only pay if you find something. And if you find, let's say, I like using SQL injection because most people understand how that works. You know, let's say I go in there, I find a SQL injection bug, um, I report it, you validate it, and and now I get like five grand and you get to increase the security of your application. So there's this one-to-one kind of line, this relationship between money and fixing stuff. And that's a rare thing in the security world, right? It's very unusual for you to buy, like, let's say you buy a brand new firewall. All right. How how much money from a security perspective have you saved yourself? Who knows, man? I just know I just spent like a million bucks on a firewall. I didn't save anything, man. So, so it, 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 security kind of feels like a big money sink. And for you to be able to make that direct connection from, I found this bug cost me X number of dollars. Now I fixed it. We're better for having spent that money. So that is cool. And I really think that a lot of, especially high level, like executives, you know, really kind of value that ability to tie the return on investment to, to a neat and tidy thing. Um, it's convenient. Yep. So, and to kind of switch gears just a little bit in terms of the pros, 
from a once again, I'm just I'm always going to look at it from an individual perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great way to where if you know we, we we get asked all the time, how do I become a pen tester? How do I get into offensive security? Yeah. Um, and in a more formal role, having bug bounty experience and to be able to say, hey, like yes, I have certs, but like I'm actually finding stuff and can exploit it, and you know here's the proof. Yeah. That right there is uh, is a great way to get real world relevant experience without a a formal offensive security role. That's a really good point, dude. And and it's kind of like if you're a developer, you know, your flex is your is your GitHub account. Yep. Right. So like when we if if we were hiring a developer, I would be like, all right, dude, send me a link to your GitHub projects, and I want to look at your code. The same flex is link me to your profile on HackerOne. Right. Mm-hmm. And link me to your, show me how many bug bounties you found. And and I'm not saying every pen tester has to have bug. I, I've never, I've never done bug bounties. So yeah. like, you know, but it, and it doesn't invalidate me as a pen tester, but it certainly does lend itself well to getting street cred. For sure. You know? Especially and, trying to break in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. It's, it's like having CVEs, right? Like how many CVEs do you have, you know? And I know Spencer's like stacking them up right now. And, and, you know, it's just cool to be able to put on your resume. Hey man, I found, you know, 13 bugs in hacker one, check out my profile. And I found, you know, um, you know, serious things. So yeah, I agree with you. It does, it does validate your skill set. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right. On to the, on to the cons, which for me is like th- this long, right? Yeah. I say, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, admittedly, I might be a little bit biased. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I am, I am a big, I'm big bit biased. Um, and, and look, I, I don't think it's a secret to anybody that, that we're not huge fans of the bug bounty system necessarily just, and, and, and really, man, my complaint comes from how people use it, not what it is, because I think what it is, is absolutely cool. Um, but yeah, all right. I'm already, I'm already like sidetracking, man. So let, let's talk about the first thing, um, you know, management and operational challenges. Okay. And so, so what we're talking about here is, um, you have to know what to do with the bug bounty program. And so if it's not as simple as, you know, if I, if I'm a sm- small, medium business, I can't just open my code up to the public, right? I have to either go through hacker one or I have to stand up an internal program. That means human beings have to receive the reports, validate the findings and, and then pay out based on that. If you don't have the onboard skill set to do that, you're going to have a tough time managing a bug bounty program, right? And most people, by the way, most people seek out bug bounty programs because they don't have the onboard talent to do the pen testing and do the bug the bug hunting, right? And so it's kind of this catch-22 thing. And so, you know, not only that, but also um, from an operational perspective, the time it takes to receive all of those, because like, by the way, I guarantee you, it's something like 80, 20, 80% are probably bogus, and then 20% are legitimate, but you still have to flesh out every single one of those. So who's going to do all that? So, you know, you got to have bodies and chairs going through it. And that's a huge lift, man. And ends up, by the way, like if we're talking about bottom line cost, we're starting to creep up there all of a sudden for this air quotes free program, you know, we're paying dudes to manage it. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of lean towards, you know, you get what you pay for. And so completely agree. You know, with the bug bounty program, like, yes, it can be cost effective, but, you know, your bug bounty program and the effectiveness of it at, on, one, on one hand depends on how much you're willing to put up in terms of the bounties. Right. Like you you have a lot of talented 
um, hackers out there, right? Mm-hmm. And but you know, you're also competing against other people's bug bounty programs. So you know, if I can earn sixty thousand dollars by finding a single bug, and let's say you know Tesla's, you know Tesla's application, and you're only offering five grand, yep. Which one am I going to go towards? You know. Yep, absolutely. And and by the way, all of that setup and all that doesn't even guarantee that anybody, to your point, is even going to uh, necessarily try to find bugs in your application. You could have it sitting out there for for the entire time and nobody ever look at it because you're like you said, you're not offering enough money or there just aren't enough people to go around. And there's there's a ton of other projects. So there, there's a lot of cases where, you know, who knows how many people have gotten an opportunity to look. Yep. So I guess that brings us, you know, we're kind of touching on it to, to the second point of the quality of findings, right? Yeah. When it comes to bug bounty programs, uh, a very common one, you hear it all the time, uh, where it's like, uh, oh man, I got a, I got a bounty. I found a vulnerability and they turn it in and you look and you look at it and you're like, this isn't really a vulnerability because, you know, maybe they don't understand the full context of the application and what you're trying to do, which is something that, you know, during a pen test, you would figure all that out during this, during the scoping call, right? Yep. Um, it could be something as simple as, you know, generally bug bounties, they have a, um, you know, a list of things that are like, Hey, this is what counts. This, what, this is what doesn't count. Well, it doesn't stop people from saying, Hey, I found something and it's everything in the category of things that you say <laughs> does not count. And to your point, you still have people looking at, um, you know, looking at, looking at these, 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 um, these bug bounties, um, you know, and, and having to verify it. Right. Yep. And then kind of the last thing kind of place that my mind kind of goes to is you have a lot of smart people out there. Um, and for, and for some, all they're going to do is just run an automated tool yep. and then submit something. And so that can be helpful in some instances. You got some really smart people that write, you know, nuclei templates and all this other stuff to find common vulnerabilities, but man, it's not going to be the same as someone that's like, okay, I see this. I'm developing a full proof of concept and then, you know, even taking it a step beyond to say, hey, and this is the biggest thing that you don't get with the bug bounty program. This is the actual risk in terms of the context of your business. You're not going to yep. get that with the bug bounty, a bug bounty program. No, I agree, man. I agree. And, and you know, everybody's always going to be chasing the big dollar stuff. Right. And so I'm always going to be looking for those criticals and those highs because that's what pays the most money. Um, but dude, I can't tell you how many times we've broken either into or broken apps with just chaining medium risk vulnerabilities together. Right. And, and so, you know, and, and, and here's another thing, and and we kind of talk about this in one of the later ones, but, um, you know, there are always going to be boundaries on these tests. Right. So like, for example, they're going to say, you know, don't fuzz the app or, you know, don't do X, Y, Z, or we don't care about particular issues, you know, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but like everybody else does. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I care you should too. And, and so like, I'm just not a fan of this constrained type of testing um, because you're basically forcing people to only look for these like 10 really serious bugs. And, and the reality is there could be all this underlying, you know, baggage that creates problems for your, for your app. So it's just not a comprehensive solution, right? Which I think um, really actually ties in with number four, which is the, the incremental nature of it. 
you know, you're getting a little tiny snapshot into one aspect and one component of your application. Um, so let me ask you this. So when, when you're pen testing a web app, mm-hmm. how, how valuable is it for you to spend the time to know the application, to understand how it works and become familiar with it um, as part of your engagement? Oh, it's huge. Um, that's, that's a big part of it. You know, we, during the process, you know, we spend at least the first day, right. Of I want to know everything about the application, every single endpoint, how workflows tie together, you know, et cetera. And that knowledge right there has been crucial for finding, you know, what I would consider pretty big vulnerabilities. Right. So, you know, common example, business logic failures, right. Yep. Very, very, very common but you're not going to uncover that unless you sit down and spend time with an app, which you're not going to get, you know, bug uh, those who are, you know, doing bug bounties, they're not going to do, to put in that effort. They're, exactly. you know, they're going to do a shotgun approach. I'm, I know this amount and I'm going to hit hit every single app I can. And, you know, Oh, nothing there. Well, okay. I'm going to, you know, I'll move on yep. to the next one. Yep. That's exactly right. And I, I mean, I would tell you if I were going to be, if I made my living on bug bounties, I would sign up for as many of them as I could, and I would spin up a VM with five instances of different fuzzers, like, you know, burp, zap, everything you can imagine. And then I would let that run 24-7 and hit everything I possibly could. Eventually, I'm going to hit on something. And that's exactly what people do. Yeah, 100%. And that's why it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, people that are getting into bug bounties, it can be difficult if you're trying to do things manually versus the Can't guys it, who are, they're just automated, you know? So, yep. And, and the problem tough. with that, that approach, by the way, is that that's not that much different from having like a dynamic web app scan. It's really not that much different. You know, it's not comprehensive. And to your point, very few people um, are going to take the time to learn the app, learn the logic. And, um, and, and you don't know if they did or not. Right. So that's the question that I have to ask. So we actually had a client, um, I guess it's been about a year ago now, and they they kind of put that on us. Right. They came to us and they were like, hey, because we were doing all their API pen testing. You know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we're doing all their API pen testing and they were like, hey, we're just going to replace you guys with a bug bounty. You know, and I'm like, cool. No, I hear that. So, so tell me why. And they're like, oh, you know, the whole thing we talked about, cost effective, ROI, this, that, and the other fancy words, big things, right? And and I said, all right, cool. So, how do you know what they've looked at and what they haven't looked at, right? How many people are looking at this specific endpoint at your API, right? How many of those people are taking the time to understand workflows that this API endpoint is built on the results of this endpoint that's built on the results of this? Because by the way, if you skip forward and fuzz the third one, you don't get anything because you're not passing that first logic test. And so, you know, we ended up convincing them that I think they still got a bug bounty program, but they didn't decide to stop pen testing. You know, they kept pen testing. And so, um, but but for all the things we just talked about, right, is, you know, you're just not going to get a, com- a comprehensive test from front to back. When we do a web app pen test, man, we touch literally everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a full-time dedicated resource Monday through Friday or whatever it is, and that's all we do is hammer every single aspect of that web application. When we're done, we know as much about that web app as the dude who wrote it, yeah. you know, and, and, and half the time. Yeah, no, go ahead. 
Now, see, I think it also brings another point of you get with you know with the traditional pen test, you also get a letter of attestation that verifies, you know, hey, methodology, someone, yes, everything. Yep. yep. And versus, you know, I, I, as far as I know, most insurance companies aren't going to say, oh, you have a bug bounty program that checks the box off for compliance. Yeah. Ooh, man, if they do, so, man, they're, uh, yeah, they're missing out. But yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, if, if we're going to prove anything about web application security or, or app security in general, it needs to be a comprehensive test. Um, sure. Now, th- you know, I don't want to sit here and say pen testing is the end all be all for everything because it's not, you know, and, and so I think bug bounties, just like pen testing, have a place in the ecosystem of application security. I think there is value. I don't think we should do away with them um, because like you're, you know, you've said earlier, I think there's benefits to both sides. There's value to the community that participate and there's value to the company. So how would you recommend if I wanted, if, you know, if I was interested in doing a bug bounty, um, how do I integrate that into my AppSec plan? You know, like what other components are necessary? Like, is there something I should do first, something I should do last? Like, where do I start? Um, what are your thoughts on that? So my immediate thoughts are you should never start with the bug bounty. I, 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 that's, that's where, that's where my mind goes first. And I would even argue you should never directly start with the pen test either. I definitely think you want to have a mature department before you consider either. Um, now as far as when to do which one, um, I think it's going to depend on, yeah, it's going to depend on how you're set up. And so, uh, but no, I agree. I agree. I think, in, at least in my opinion, um, pen testing and bug bounties are the end of the road, right? They're the final destination, the way, the place you want to be. Um, if you've never done SAST or DAST, right? For those of you who don't know what that is, we're talking about static application scanning and, and dynamic scanning for your application. If you've never done those, you probably are not ready for a pen test. You are definitely not ready for for a bug bounty program. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 let's step that all the way back to just culture, right? Are you having conversations with your devs? Do you routinely talk about security? You know, is security baked in, in the planning phases of the application? You know, we should not be building functionality within our applications and then be like, all right, cool. So now let's put some security on that. You know, it should be, and we always use file uploads as as the easiest example, because everybody understands how they work. And so, you know, there are certain things that I want to put in my business requirements in the design phases. If I want to add file upload to my application, uh, what things should I make sure uh, exist within that functionality, right? And and you and I know what the answer is, right? You know, it's 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 checking headers instead of file extensions. It's you know looking at all of these different aspects around that file. It's not storing it on the file system in the same path as the web server. Maybe don't store it in production either, because that's how you get a web shell out of your dev environment. But uh, but you so, know, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> so many actually things. actually have EDR or wherever you decide to upload the to, files to land to. that that's file. A, that's yeah. a common one that people miss out on sure and and i you know the the big takeaway for me is unless you have that that skill set in your staff right and if you do then you're probably not watching this podcast right because you're like yeah i already know this stuff but most people don't have that and so you know you need to seek that out 
right? And so what we do when, when we fully integrate into a client's application security workflow or their more, more like their DevOps workflow, you know, that's what we're doing. We're in the meeting during the planning phase. We're like, hey, guys, if you're going to do file uploads, here's five things I want you to do, right? And then, and then we're going to validate they did those things. In the, in the static and dynamic scanning, we're going to be looking at those things, and then we're going to test it in the pen test phase. If you've made it through that portion of the life cycle, dude, you have all the bug bounties you want, man. Yep. And if somebody finds something, it's probably a legitimate hairy thing. And if it if it was missed by everything else, you know, it's probably a really advanced, complex attack that deserves to get a fat paycheck. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I just I think they all have their place. You know, if I had to rate one, or if I had to rate bug bounties, I would say they're the lowest priority for me. Um, but you know, they, they still have a place, I think. No, I agree. And I, uh, to your point, definitely last in the life cycle. And I think there's a reason why when it comes to bug bounties, you see more of the larger firms, Yeah. you know, more mature. Them. Yeah. Microsoft has an entire, has multiple red teaming and pen testing departments. Yeah. So that's why it's such a big deal when somebody off the street comes in and says, Hey, I found this vulnerability, you know, this bug in Azure and, you know, I gained access to everybody's, you know, exchange environment, right? Like there's a huge, that's a huge reason why that's such a big deal and why you can get a payout of like $50,000 because of all the effort and work that's, you know, come in beforehand. Um, But definitely if you're, if you're smaller or medium sized firm, um, if you're not there from a maturity level, I definitely think a pen test is probably your best bet. And I also just, I just think compliance at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You want to be compliant. At least a pen test should check off that box more so than a bug bounty program. Completely agree with that. Completely agree. Yeah. So, so definitely, you know, uh, don't hate them. Um, you know, and, and I kind of mentioned this at the very, very beginning and, and, I, and I'll close with it too, is, is um, my problem is when people lean on them for a big part of their security program. Right. And we've run into those folks a number of times, you know, where they're, you know, we'll ask them, you know, what are you guys doing for AppSec? And I call, we have a bug bounty program. I'm like, yeah, but what are you actually doing for AppSec? <laughs> because that's not what that's for, man. And, yeah. and, you know, it's just, a, the, everybody thinks I, I, let me rephrase that. Not everybody. Some people think that it is a comprehensive solution and we're here to tell you it's not that. So one more thing before, yeah. before I forget, just cause um, another con <laughs> is keep in mind, right. When you're doing these bug bounty programs and you're letting people test and it's like open to the world is you're dealing with people from all over the world. And at the end of the day, hackers are hackers. And a lot of them, the the code comes down to is where am I going to get where am I going to make the most money? So once again, if your bug bounty program isn't offering a significant sum of money and the data that they're able to provide, let's say they're able to exfil data or whatever the bug is. Right. If they can make more money releasing a POC to the dark web or to actually exploit it and, you know, actually yeah. attack you, that's what they're going to do. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of an open invitation. It's kind of, it's the equivalent of putting a sign, you know, in front of your house that says, Hey, criminals, Hey, burglars break in if you can. Right. Yeah. It's so. a dare, which is almost never a good thing to do, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's a really good point because, you know, there's nothing stopping them from finding that, you know, SQL injection file upload vulnerability and then just flipping it over the dark web and selling it, yep. you know, or, or hiring you know, a mercenary. Yeah, mm-hmm. you really are. You're, you're exactly right. And you don't know what the morals, ethics or, or uh, anything about those people are, you know, 
Whereas, um, you know, you get a pen tester, that person's background checked, certified, qualified, you know, probably, probably has a, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, definitely, um, you know, a good, a good con to bring up. That's, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, man, I think that's all I've got. You got anything else to throw at us? No, that's it. I mean, I could ramble about the cons of bug bounties all day, but no, I'm kidding. Yeah. There's a, it's a big list. It's a big list, yeah. but, uh, all right, folks, that's all we have time for today. Uh, if you like what we do here, please like share, subscribe, tell your friends, and we'll see you next Wednesday.